Welcome to episode 17 of the Maddie's Joy, an Angelman Journey podcast. I'm your host, Adam Birchmeyer. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about how to deal with provider turnover. So having a provider leave and reintroducing your angel to a new provider. I hope you enjoy. Thank you for taking time out of your day to check out the Maddie's Joy podcast. What a week it has been in our household. Um, I think a lot of you out there with uh, Angelman children or a child who has um, special needs, there's always that one week every six months where it feels like all of the appointments fall on the same week. And unfortunately for us, it was this week. Um, we saw neurology. We had an in-clinic visit at Mary Freebed. We had speech therapy. And then we meet with um, some uh, Maddie's IEP team tomorrow. So it's it's a fun-filled week this week. And I think every every time that something like this happens, we always say that we are going to plan better, um, but then we just set appointments and then forget all about it until the next six-month trial. Um, so it's kind of been an interesting week, and unfortunately, there's been changes to to Maddie's care team here on the ground. Um, I touched on it a little bit last week. Maddie saw a new speech therapist or a fairly new speech therapist to her, um, which was Maddie's second ever speech therapist. And there were a lot of issues that we, we kind of had to work through. Thankfully, Nicole and I were both able to go to a visit and shout out to children's Colorado because they were actually a great conduit between our family and our speech therapist here on the ground. Um, we were all just kind of saying the same thing, um, dancing around issues, and Children's Colorado was actually able to step in their speech therapist there and use her expertise to talk to our speech therapist here, as well as kind of relay some of our concerns and validate our feelings. Um, so we were able to sit down with the speech therapist today and get all of that worked out, which was phenomenal. Um, for the first time ever, we had a speech therapist sit down with us with our communication device and really map things out. Um, we are off that 12 by seven grid. So that's, so that's nice. Um, so those of you who are plugged into an Angelman specific clinic, if you are feeling frustrated about a current provider, I would actually reach out to your clinic because it's almost like a patient advocate, somebody who's going to be there to listen to you and can talk peer to peer with, with your team on the ground. Um, so that was kind of a big win for us this week. Um, unfortunately we got a new physiatrist. Um, 
COVID has strained a lot of industries, um, or if you don't want to blame COVID specifically, but it, it's kind of recalibrated some things, and especially in healthcare, right? Um, back when Maddie was diagnosed with a post-COVID delay, we went to Mary Freebed here in Grand Rapids, and they had a fantastic in-house clinic. So in that clinic, you would see pediatric physiatry, you would see a dietitian, you would see PT, you would see OT, you would see orthotics if it was necessary, and you would see a social worker too to see if you guys needed anything or if that family needed anything. Um, and it was really fantastic. And we formed a great bond with that whole care team. And that really put our mind at ease. Um, when Maddie did get diagnosed with Angelman syndrome, that clinic was really responsible for pushing us towards genetic testing for getting us plugged in with neurology so they were a great resource for us, and we already had that team in place. Um, and now we have a new physiatrist. Um, he seems like a great guy, um, but unfortunately, it's caregiver turnover. Um, something that I've always had in the back of my mind, but I always envisioned it forward when Maddie aged out of pediatric care going into the more adult setting, um, adult appropriate doctors, not no longer having the pediatricians and things like that. I didn't realize that it was going to happen when Maddie's not even three years old, that, I, that a key part of our team was actually going to leave. Um, and it kind of, it was kind of a big shock because Nicole actually couldn't go to the appointment with me because she's, uh, She's currently sick, and I'm sitting in this room with a man that I don't know who doesn't know my daughter, and he's asking me the most base questions about my daughter. It was no longer having a doctor there who knew my daughter since she was seven, eight months old, now all of a sudden, and had seen her for two years. Um, now it's starting off at square one, and you know some of the questions were... Um, they kind of, they kind of threw me for a loop because he's like, oh, why did you go to, um, children's Denver? And that, and I had to explain to him that it was a Angelman specific clinic, but it kind of raised a red flag. Um, as I mentioned that we went to neurology earlier in the week, one thing that I love about the neurologist is that shout out to Dr. Cook, by the way. Um, but she will defer to our team in Denver. So she's been great at staying on top of Maddie's seizures. So we do an EEG every year or have done, we have done an EEG every year, usually a 24 hour EEG. But we, that was one of the questions that we asked in that appointment. And she goes, well, what does the neurologist in Denver thing. She always puts Maddie first instead of her own professional pride. Um, she understands that even though she is an expert in neurology, she's not necessarily an expert in neurology for a child with Angelman syndrome. 
So that's why the red flag went up as to why he was questioning why we went to Denver. Um, so that was a little alarming. Um, and then he asked about, I asked about Maddie's SMOs because she's growing out of them. And he just went, oh, did we do that? And it was a little frustrating for me leaving that, being in that appointment because I'm going, this guy doesn't know my daughter at all. Um, on the flip side of that, he seemed very caring. He seemed very understanding. He asked a lot of questions and maybe he did know the answers to some of these questions, but just wanted to see where my education level was in regards to Maddie's care. He did also go over some x-ray results that Maddie had gotten done, um, went through them very thoroughly, gave me peace of mind that, you know, everything looks good or at least looks appropriate for where Maddie's at. Um, but, but then he asked a question that kind of frustrated me. He's like, so how many words is, is she saying right now? Um, I've mentioned before in the blog, um, maybe on the podcast that I do hope that Maddie speaks, but. Um, lately I, I've come to realize that she can communicate in so many other different ways that if she doesn't verbally say something that that's okay. Um, I still hope that she says, mom, um, I really want that for my wife and I, and you know, if I'm lucky, she'll say dad or I love you. Um, but it was, it's just kind of trauma, right? Um going into it, I, I didn't expect the physiatrist to ask, um, to ask about that. Um, so it's, it's kind of been a weird transition and I, and I don't necessarily know how to navigate it. I can only base it off of my experience that I've had with the speech therapist and, and the failures that I brought up last week, um, that I didn't get our speech therapist in touch with our Angelman clinic team soon enough. Um, so that's, so that's one way that I'm kind of changing the narrative, making sure that our doctors here, if they're brand new, know, Hey, let's defer to the experts in Denver. We're still going to go along with your game plan, but we would like you to collaborate a little bit more. Another thing that was frustrating is that Mary Freebed actually changed their clinic. Um, so now in clinic, we only see a dietitian and physiatry. We don't, we no longer see OT. We no longer see PT. Um, and that's a little, that's a little frustrating because even those, those appointments were long, we were able to bring up so many concerns or see different people's point of views. Um, and we no longer have that. And, and we kind of, I kind of feel like we're driving a little blind and, and it's a little bit of a disservice to Maddie because, you know, during the appointment I brought up, Hey, we're taking a PT and an OT break. And it was just, Oh, they're not a part of this clinic anymore, even though they're housed in the same building. Um, a little frustrating there. Dietitian wise, Maddie's great. She's actually... She's been trending ever since her birth. She's been trending like below 10% 
and below the 10th percentile and she's actually up to the 11th percentile um another suggestion from the denver clinic was that she does kate farms um a little bit more of a calorie dense supplement and it's been working wonders for us so that's kind of my frustration with the provider changes is they don't know my child um and it's kind of it kind of feels like we're starting back at square one in many aspects granted nicole and i are more educated on angelman syndrome than we were when we started and you know when we first started seeing maddie's physiatrist she wasn't even diagnosed with angelman syndrome at that time i don't like change um it's just i have my more believe me my wife knows if i don't do even my morning routine correctly i'm kind of thrown off for the whole day so this has kind of been an eye-opener for me um you know life throws us curveballs and this provider change is definitely a curveball um especially as we're heading into school right maddie's no longer going to be going to daycare all day she's going to be going to school um and that's something that I, i'm just going to have to accept it's going to be great for her um but how do you guys deal with those provider changes? Um, like I said, I'm not the expert. I, I just am here to share my feelings, share my experience. Um, so if you have a tip on how you deal with provider changes for your Angelman-specific child or your special needs child, or even maybe it's just your neurotypical child where you have some insight to this, I, I would love to hear how you go about those changes and how you can best establish a good rapport with your provider. So that's episode 17 of the Maddie's Joy podcast. Not necessarily anything with finality to it, um, but I think that that's okay. Uh, May 20th is the Angelman Syndrome Foundation walk. I hope to see some of you at the Michigan walk. And if you're going elsewhere, I hope that um, you have a fantastic time and make sure to check out the blog that drops every Monday. Check us out on Instagram, um, Twitter, all those social medias. Um, have a wonderful, wonderful week. And until next time, we'll see you later.